Welcome to Conversations for Life, a marriage and family podcast from Cross Life with hosts Jonathan and Kathleen. Each episode, we sit down and talk about things that matter most to those that matter most to you. We're so glad you're with us today. Please pull up a chair and join us in the conversation. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to part two of our conversation with Beckett Cook. Beckett is the author of a book called A Change of Affections, where he tells his story of coming to faith in Christ out of a gay Hollywood lifestyle. Today in part two, we're going to talk a lot about how Hollywood and the media have a huge influence over the ways that we tend to view human sexuality. And so join us today as we continue our conversation with Beckett Cook. So can you just talk a little bit about that particular question of, you know, God making us this way? And is it unfair that that a, a gay person has to leave that behind? First of all, I mean, God, I, there's always that, there's the mantra of God doesn't make mistakes. Um, yeah, God didn't create you gay. He, <laughs> there's this little thing called the fall, which corrupted mankind, humankind, uh, completely, our sexuality, our everything, it corrupted us. And so God didn't create anyone gay. Um, and uh, because, again, because of the fall, we're born and our, our, all kinds of things are, tw- are twisted and all, all kinds of, even our sexuality is distorted. And people ask me that, you know, are, don't, are, isn't it unfair that you have to be alone for the rest of your life? And I'm like, what? I'm not alone. I have the, the most incredible relationship with Jesus Christ. He's all, it's like an all-consuming, mo- like, so fulfilling, this relationship I have with him. And I never feel that sense of entitlement. I never feel like it's unfair that I had, I had to give that up because, um, because I get to know Jesus Christ and I get to have, you know, something called eternal life, which is kind of amazing. Um, and, you know, what's unfair is that Jesus had to be beaten, tortured, crucified for my sins. That's really what's unfair. Like the, my life is not unfair. I mean, this life is a vapor. It's two seconds long. And what do you, you know, what do you want your life to be? I mean, Paul, all Paul cared about was running around the Mediterranean planting churches and, and he was shipwrecked and beaten and jailed and all these things, all these terrible things, but he didn't care. He counted, he counted all his loss. Um, uh, because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus as Lord, my Lord. And so he, now, I don't think Paul ever thought his life was unfair. And, and that's where, you know, we have to understand we live in a culture that's constantly telling us we deserve this, we deserve that, we, you know, we should be, we, ha- we should have a relationship, we should have a house, a job we love, a career, you know, all these things. It's like, no, we deserve that death. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So the fact that God saved me and that, that he plucked me out of darkness into light, I'm just like, that's all I care about. And like, I could live under a bridge for the rest of my life. I don't care. Yeah. Amen. Well, and I, I actually, my own personal take on it is that I think that particular question really reveals the idolatry within the church in the sense that there's a lot of sins that we say, okay, well, I can still be a Christian and get away with that sin. Greed. Um, you know, uh, pornography or, or all kinds of sinful things. And yet, you know, go to church and, and 
Um, but oh my goodness, you actually have to give yours up. Wow, that's so rough. And I may not be explaining that. But I may not be explaining that very well. But I just think that when that question is raised, it really shows much more about how we, how little we value Christ, and how how little we value the gospel and salvation, and and maybe even how much more we 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 value sex um, within our culture. And and I think to your point, you're saying, look, when I was dead in sin. I mean, that was awful. That was miserable. That was horrible. I, I would never want any of that. And, and now that I know Jesus, and, and even humanly speaking, I think you could say that your relationships with other human beings now, I mean, you know, are far exceedingly more satisfying than what they were when you didn't know, know the Lord. You know, I mean, mine are, I know that, um, far healthier and far more satisfying, just, just you know, platonic friendships and whatnot. Um, right. And so I just think that, that to what you're saying is, uh, I think that the conversation around same homosexuality and gay identity and same-sex attraction is really exposing, you know, in the U.S., we haven't had to give up a lot to be Christians. We don't have to. We don't really have to give up a lot to be, you know, if you're in Iran or you're in China, you recognize it's all on the line. If I'm going to follow Jesus, I could be in jail. I could be persecuted. Who knows what's going to happen to me? But in the U.S., you know, thankfully, I don't want any of those things, but thankfully, we don't have to necessarily give up a lot. Uh, materially speaking, to follow Christ, but but when you when you pull back the curtain, we really do, because there's mm-hmm. a lot of idols in our culture, a lot of things that we love as Americans that you can't love if you're a follower of, of Christ. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, obviously, the the culture we live in is so powerful, and everything in media, everything, every movie, every TV show, every, it's just like constantly telling us we are supposed to be super sexual and be having sex as much as possible. And like, well, why, you know, something's wrong with you if you're, you're not having sex. And, and there's, it's just, and, and then also there, alongside that is the idea of that you know celebrating homosexuality and on in the last 40 years in the last especially in the last uh 15 to 20 years it's been ratcheted up with tv shows and movies that really are you know per, like celebrate homosexuality and a lot of my friends are <laughs> are re- responsible for those shows <laughs> and movies <laughs> My one of my dear one of my close friends from the past um, wrote the movie Milk. Oh, interesting! Uh, for the Harvey Milk movie that won an and he won an Oscar for it for his screenplay, and um, wow. and another friend you know that I dated briefly he, he created all these shows and that Glee and um, American Horror Story and Nip Tuck and and he just made a three hundred million dollar deal with. Netflix and they asked the New York Times said you know what are you going to do with all that money in this interview and he said well I'm going to use it to promote to to champion LGBTQ stories was his his answer and and it's that's just one person out here who's doing that and it's like that's what our culture is imbibing constantly constantly mm-hmm. we're we're consuming that and even the, the Christians are consuming that and the church is consuming it and and Christians are becoming more and more confused because they're buying into this lie that the culture is telling us, that Satan is telling us. And that's why I always say, if you watch Netflix for an hour, you've just been lied to. So now you need to read the Bible for an hour <laughs> because you need the truth to combat those lies. And that's the thing is I think we're so inundated with the culture and with watching, you know, 
all this stuff from the culture and we're not in the word nearly as as much and so we get this distorted thing view of the world and we start to we start to buy the lie we start to buy and satan is thrilled he's like laughing all the way to the bank he's thrilled that we're all deceived and uh he's he's winning this battle obviously he won't win the war but he's winning this battle i i was on a plane uh, recently a couple weeks ago and i watched there was a movie called judy and it was kind of a biopic about judy garland with starring renee zellweger yeah she was she won the oscar for that right probably yeah i don't know i don't watch the oscars <laughs> i don't either but i think she won the best actress for that Maybe, I think. yeah i saw that it, you know there was like this moment there was a, a a scene in the movie where there was a gay couple in london and they invited her over to their apartment and and they it was a really powerful moment um and, and it was it was and it was about you know one of the guys in the relationship had just gotten out of prison for you know the act of the criminal act of sodomy in england at the time in the 60s and it was a very kind of emotional very powerful moment but what so what was so striking to me about that is i just felt like wow if i didn't have my convictions settled as strongly as i do I could almost buy this and believe that mm. love is love, quote unquote, and that, you know, homosexuality is, is, is good and righteous and should be celebrated. Like in that moment, I was like, wow, this is so powerful. And that's just, again, that's just like one movie out of like hundreds or thousands, you know, of TV shows and movies that are doing that, are, play, are like playing with our emotions on this issue. And it's so powerful. That's why it's so important for as believers, as Christians, to have these convictions settled. When, when the whole gay marriage uh, controversy was happening with the Supreme Court and all of that, it was interesting to watch how much Will and Grace, the TV show, had a huge impact on, I, I, in my own opinion, I think that was the biggest single reason why so many more average Americans had a more, reported a more favorable, favorable view of, of homosexuality was directly because they watched that show and it portrayed a very, a very positive, you know, portrayal of a, of a gay man. And, and people thought, well, how can I not want him to be happy? Right. How can I want him to have what he, what he wants to have. And so as, as an average person, if, if you're not thinking through paradigms of scripture as a believer, yeah, it's going to lead you into places where you're going to be, you're going to paint yourself into a corner because you filled yourself so much with, without even realizing it of, of values and messages from the world. And you're going to be un, unable to respond to it in a way that's loving because here's the truth and i would i think you and i would agree with this that god made a man a man he made a woman a woman and he designed us for a purpose and no matter what no matter how we're no matter what we're doing with our bodies if we're not living according to god's design with our bodies no matter how it might feel in the moment it's wrong and it's not going to lead to our to our to ultimately to our good and to our flourishing um, but having those biblical paradigms if if you're not reading and and, and seeing the world through God's eyes, you'll have no way to respond to the idea that, well, why don't I want you to be happy? Of course I do. Yeah, in those shows like Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, all those shows were so powerful in changing people's opinions. And I always ask Christians, you know, when they're like, Christians that are, you know, older and, 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 and have changed their views on homosexuality, I'm like, hmm. Like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, you believed this was a sin, right? And they're like, uh-huh. 
I'm like, what do you think has changed? <laughs> right. right. What, did, what could possibly have changed in the last What's 30 years? Yeah. The Bible it, didn't change. There's yeah, the Bible didn't change. God's word is eternal. Yeah. So what changed? And it's like, oh, well, the culture changed and the, the, yeah. the you know, all everything I consumed changed. So anyway. Yeah. So I, I do want to talk about something that I think is really, really important, which is how can parents who have a kid who says like, like you at, at some point, you know, who says mom, dad, here's here what's going on either either when they're younger or in college um any advice you would give to a parent who has a child who who says to mom and dad i i think i'm gay or i'm living a gay lifestyle i mean what you know things maybe say like don't do this for sure and but maybe here's some things about how you could respond well yeah there's a few things i mean first of all when a child comes out well, I'll just speak for myself. When you come out to a, your, when I came out to my parents, uh, you know, it's something that I usually people wrestle with for years internally. They're wrestling with it with themselves, with their friends. So when they finally come out to their parents, it's a big deal. And, but they've had time to really work through it. And oftentimes for the parents, it's like the first time they're hearing about this and it's a huge shock to their system especially if they're Christian parents and it's a huge, huge disappointment or a huge, um, you know, they're really upset about it. And so um, I, I would say on both sides, because a lot of kids who come out to their parents just immediately expect their parents to be on board with it. And like, and if their parents aren't on board with it immediately, they like, <laughs> you know, get enraged. Right. Right. It's like, no, everyone needs to just calm down and the parents need to take time and, and mourn the, you know, mourn and, and the child needs to give their parents grace. The, the parents need to give the child grace and really just love them through this whole thing. And, um, you know, my parents were lovely when I came out to them, they were, they were, uh, just, so kind to me and they believed it was a sin but they were um super loving towards me never you know condemn me never um just i they were just so and that that moment when you come out to your parents is something you never forget uh in your life and my parents were just loving they even you know through all the years through the years of me dating guy living in la and dating and blah blah, blah they were they were always just so loving to me. And, um, and, and I just, I think the, the best way, I mean, obviously the child is going to know where you stand on the issue, but the best way is to, I think is just to love your child as, you know, as much as you can. And because you kind of quoting Bible verses to them or grounding them or, you know, taking their phone away. Like that's not going to lead them to Christ. That's not going to help the situation. It's only going to exacerbate it. And so I think it's important to just like take a step back and really just pray. And that's what, you know, my sister-in-law did. She just, she loved me unconditionally for years and years and, and uh, never condemned me, never judged me. And because if she did, I would have just been like, I'm not going to hang out with you. Like, why would I? But what she did that was really dangerous is she prayed for, for mm -hmm. 14 years. Uh, and she prayed a specific verse, Acts 26, 18, I think it is. 
And she prayed that verse uh, over me for 14 years, and then God answered her prayers, which is amazing. Well, Becca, there's so much more I'd love to talk with you about, but I know that we've already gone for about an hour, and and so uh, I'll have to let you go. But let me just encourage you out there uh, as a listener, please pick up his book, A Change of Affection, A Gay Man's Incredible Story of Redemption. And his name is Beckett Cook, and you can find it on Amazon or anywhere and I would strongly encourage you also to, to, to if you read it, to, to refer that to your friends, your Sunday school class, because it is such a, a well-written book to talk about an issue that is, is front and center in our culture, but also within the church. And, and like I said, even the, uh, the uh, frequently asked questions section alone is worth its weight in gold. And to hear from someone who's walked the, who's walked the walk, I think that's why part is so compelling is, is, is Beckett has, this is his journey. And so he can speak from a level of, experience and authenticity with conviction about what scripture says. And I think to what you said earlier about objective truth, the church needs to remember that there is truth and that we don't need to get lost in the morass of all the confusion and the confusing messages that we're hearing about identity in our culture that we love, we love people who, who God's put around us, but we don't need to hide from the truth of what scripture says. And I love that you said that when you met with those Christians, they weren't rude, but when you asked them if, if homosexuality is a sin, they said, yes, it is. And, and, you know, God used that to plant that seed in you of going, huh, I should think about this. Um, so also he has a website, BeckettCook.com. And, and Beckett, do you have, you have Instagram, I think you said, and any other way people can get a hold of you if they want to? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's, they can go to my website and there's, I think, an okay. email and, uh, and then Instagram. It's my, all my handles on social media are just my name, Beckett Cook, Beckett with one T. Okay. And you're, he also has a, a, a lot of YouTube clips out there too from, from very different things he's done. So you can check those out if, or, or show them to someone. Um, Beckett, thank you so much for being on today. I, I hope we get to do it again. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jonathan. So folks, I hope you've been blessed with the conversation. Please, if you have any questions or comments, you can uh, send me an email, reach out to me, reach out to Beckett. Um, check out the book. You guys take care. Have a great day. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's conversation. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel using your preferred podcast app and to join us again next week. Conversations for Life is a listener-supported ministry of CrossLife. CrossLife exists to equip and empower married couples and parents to cultivate life in the home. For more information and additional resources mentioned in today's episode, please visit our website, crosslifetoday.org. You can also find us on Facebook at Cross Life Resources, Instagram, and Twitter. Until next time, take care and God bless.